Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga. You know, I always say beloved when I'm in normal speech, but when I say the intro, I say beloved. Tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you Good lovingly story. in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host. Actually, this is just Isaac this week, but also there's other people, but m- yeah. mostly Isaac. Do you call the book Cry the Beloved Country or Cry the Beloved Country? Never heard of it. What is that? Is this a book that everyone should know? Yeah, I had to re- it was part of Oprah's Book Club one time. I had to read it for... <laughs> so everyone had to read it for Oprah's Book Club? I think junior, sophomore, junior, one of those years. I read it for a year of high school summer reading. Was your school enrolled in Oprah's Book Club? <laughs> yes! We read the color purple so much. <laughs> By the time I was done, I had worn all the purple out and it was... A lighter shade of purple. <laughs> You'd worn all the purple. That's Isaac talking, by the way. Isaac is talking, but also we have Jake. Hey, that's me. Jasmine. Hey, that's me. And myself, Riley, who is hosting this episode because we are talking about... Our bodies ourselves, Riley. Our bodies ourselves? Riley. Is that another... Is this Oprah another book. B- Oprah book that I should have read? Our <laughs> bodies you? ourselves, Riley? You I su- think you need to know that we don't know any <laughs> Oprah Book Club books. You should subscribe <laughs> to Oprah's Book Club. <laughs> she picks one every decade. I don't think that she's on TV anymore. Do you think we could get our podcast on the book club? You that would really it, give us a bump. You get it in the mail with your census. You get a big fat envelope with a census you and know, an Oprah book. What we could book. do is we could we could have a grandma talking book and like a hollowed out <laughs> middle thing with a USB drive that, of all of our episodes on we it. We really should do that. I know. I, I've been thinking about because there's all this controversy about like paying guests for podcasts and mm. all these like paywalls. And I really, really want physical media for podcasts. Like, I know that when Radiohead did like a big compilation of all their releases, one of the things you could get was a digital collection, but they sent you like a cool Radiohead symbol USB stick. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool for like. You know, get like all the comedy bang bangs. I, yeah, I'd be totally into that. I'm afraid no one would pay for our podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, but, I don't know about our podcast, but like famous ones. But yes, for some podcasts, that would be great. Especially because I'm not I'm not paying for Stitcher to listen to old episodes of like CBB and Exactly. Stuff. Like you can own any other kind of media except for podcasts. You can't own podcasts. Yeah. I think there's certain genres, too, of podcasting that you can only do that for because like if for me, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, like I would never go back and listen to a- No, because you don't care what they're saying about the 2012 Cavs. Well, that's no. kind of like any sports video game, right? That's like why- Kind of, yeah. go on sale for $2 immediately when the next year's game comes out. It's kind yeah. of a shelf life for sports. Podcast like pan- campaign, though, I'd totally buy that. Yeah, I would that, buy a that'd physical. That'd be super something, fun. Something that's like um, a story, a continuated story. Especially like all the episodes of Re- Reply All. You may have guessed by this point that we're all in a very good mood. <laughs> yes. Because we're in the same room together for the first time. Yay! Nearly like. Hey, the listener said get a room. We got a room. We got a room. <laughs> My living room. We got room. an insane amount of emails. All from different people saying, get a room. <laughs> get a room. And we, now we have we a room. We had an entire clown posse send us an insane email saying, to <laughs> get I, a room. I think we've only seen each other once in in podcast form since. Is it my fault? Since is it the Jake marriage got me? What's your, everything? Well, what is your podcast form, guys? Let's go around the room. <laughs> 1970s Wizard Wolf. <laughs> That's a quote from you talking you two to me. Let me try again and do my own thing. <laughs> my podcast oh. form is twirled up earbuds on a card table old two take jake he got it (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, Jasmine, speaking of you, what's your po- what's your form? Yeah, your Jasmine, form? what's your podcast form? I don't form? know. I can't keep up. That's my form. I just can't keep up with anything with you guys yet. Oh so your gosh. form is an anti-Kardashian? Oh. What? Oh, my God. I understand that reference. The, the proud look on your face is what now, really what's funny is that there was a show called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That's what makes it funny. You see. <laughs> I'll let you do the right. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but. Oh. So we're here in person. We're very <laughs> talking about our forms. We're very excited talking about our forms. What form? <laughs> Thank you. Choose the form of your podcaster. This is why the podcasts have been so easy to edit lately because we're not in the same room I know because our energy <laughs> has been so low. It's it's going to be hard again. Um, A Star Wars story, May twenty fifth. May twenty fifth. Give Lucasfilm your money. You know, like some people have like nervous like talking ticks. I think our nervous tick is having play. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't mucho exclusive. That's true. Wordplay is definitely like our nervous laughter. In so I noticed situations. that listening to you and Christina's podcast, I'm like, yeah, our first episode <laughs> when it was like the most nervous, it was just only wordplay the entire time. It, 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 like, it calms down. That's an article adjective. Article, newspaper article, New York Times newspaper. <laughs> Shout out to Jake's Subscribe on iTunes to Jake's podcast. Hey, I never plugged it on the show. You did once. No, you cut it out. Did I? Yep. <laughs> Never mind. Some friend you are. Yep. Oh, it's called Lost and Found. It's this about is, Lost. Is this pod grooming? Because we, sure. we're talking about a book that Isaac read. Well, that part wasn't true. So pod grooming, before we talk about this book, Jake has a new podcast with his wife. Oh, yes. Lost, called Lost and, and Found. Found. So listen to that if you like Lost it's or Jake. A, like a rewatch. <laughs> yeah, if you like Lost or me. <laughs> Either one. Or my wife. If you like my wife. Lost than Jake. I mean, Probably more people who like your wife than you, right? In real life, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I should have called your podcast Lost than Jake. <laughs> you should have done the voice the whole time. So you should and do then like, in parentheses you, you say it's funny because there's a band called Lost than Jake. Because you watch Lost and then you listen to Jake and talk then about you it. To Jake Lost talk than about Jake. It. Yeah, that's actually not bad. If there was a bit <laughs> disagree, but <laughs> I don't think that we ever got any better suggestion than Jack and Kate plus eight. But Christina that's a good one. refused to call it that. I don't know why. <laughs> that's a good one. Did I think of that one? You did. Yeah, okay. we actually talked about it on the show. Hey, all right. <laughs> Did you say you gin son, you lose some? <laughs> I'm saving that for when you come on. Okay, good. You should talk about the gin and son episode, actually. That'd be a good okay. one. What did you the... already record the first season? So we did the whole first season, but not the spoiler ones. So oh, those I do after the fact, okay. after I go back and listen to it. I got you. I'll, I'll be on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now Isaac, that we got that pod grooming out of the way. <laughs> I will come on your podcast for the episode where uh, son shoots one of the others in the stomach. And I was really happy about it. And I'm like, I should stop watching this because I'm getting frustrated by the show so much that I'm reveling the death of another human being. We'll see you in like season four or so like two weeks. Got to... they're, they're not other. They're not human beings. They're others. That's, that's right. Different. Anybody that's different is not a human being. You heard it here first on Grandma Talking. <laughs> but enough about politics. Politics. Well, I was drinking. Sorry. Let's talk about pod grooming. Well, so we, we groomed my pod. We groomed Jake's pod. Jasmine, do you have any pod grooming we need to discuss? I have no pod grooming. Plug your personal podcast. I don't Triple um, P it. The three P's. <laughs> <laughs> any other pod grooming besides that? Oh, are we going to read that letter? We do need to read yeah, We do need to read an email. Can we all agree right now yes. that what we need to do for any time oh, we Chelsea read a says letter. No. Peanut gallery says no. Can we all agree? Mm-hmm. I know the peanut gallery has spoken, but we're not talking about the peanut gallery challenge right now <laughs> we're talking about oh, the oh, 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 stay tuned last week <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hashtag peanut gallery it's so exciting to record out of order again <laughs> <laughs> 
I was honestly thinking about that. I was like, I'm not going to be annoyed by it. I'm like looking forward to the complete confusion of not knowing when each episode is going to come Isn't out. Isn't it fun? It is fun. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. Like Arrested Development. You got to watch it once, then watch it again. Hey, that's the name of the show. I started thinking of it legitimately because we've been watching the new cut of season four. How'd that where... go? It's pretty good, actually. It's not bad. I think I like the original cut better, though. Probably because I'm used to it. Is it longer? Mm-hmm. Shorter? Definitely shorter. Mm-hmm. There's 22 episodes that are like 22 minutes, so like the original mm-hmm. seasons. No. So they just cut it to be like the original show, and it's more chronological instead of mm-hmm. jumping around in time a bunch. Does it feel different? Do you remember It feels four? completely different. Mm-hmm. Compl- I, it feels I like the original it. seasons. But I feel like it lost what was interesting about it, because the only thing and that was found. kind of... Hey, <laughs> interesting and found. Now, it's all professional podcasters plug their podcast. The way we started, and that doesn't matter because we're cutting in right here. I think we can all agree that what we need to do is we need to make the theme song to anytime we read an email that we just got a letter song from Blues Clues. Okay. I think it's copyrighted, but I don't care. We play a lot of copyrighted stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. The, the theme song is backed, like the bed is just copyrighted Star Wars music by hey. the maestro himself. We, what if. Just as an experiment, we mm-hmm. released like I went to the movie theater on the May evil 25th. experiment. Hey, tune in a couple months ago to when you did that episode. Now, what if like on May twenty fifth, I bring in my iPhone, I record the entirety of Solo on my phone, and we release that as a podcast? <laughs> Just the audio from <laughs> let's Solo. Bold move. Let's not. I've never heard of a podcast ever being taken down because of copyrighted stuff. Nope. Like I don't think it, I, I don't think it happens. YouTube it's has weird. really weird specific rules about YouTube it. does. Everywhere else does, but for some reason podcasts are not. Are we all just acclimated to a YouTube culture? <laughs> I'm gonna read this email. <laughs> read that email. We have a, it's a long one, so stay tuned. This one by Jake Head Maniac, right? Yeah. The one that's like many paragraphs long. So we don't have to read the whole thing. Jake we just Head Maniac. <laughs> we did this bit already. Yeah. The first time I said his name. Because this uh, this email starts out with an accusation that we never talked about him on the show. Which, you know what? Let's not get uh, too caught up in yourselves, listeners. <laughs> Our bodies ourselves. That's right. Oprah's Don't get cocky, home. kid. As- is that? But is that... Is it complaining about not mentioning him on the show or reading his letter on the show? Because I definitely... would have to read his email to know okay. what he was talking about. We definitely did not read his previous email on the I'm show. I'm an American. When I see something that's more than three paragraphs, I skim and assume. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me uh, start with the second paragraph when he's not complaining. <laughs> but we got a nice email. <laughs> what wife? It's wife. pronounced with, but I think I'm going to say wife. Okay, please. From now on, all day. Wife. The recent <laughs> announcement of the new. I hope it doesn't say it too many times. <laughs> wife. The new recent announcement of the new animated series that I'm sure y'all have talked about it by now. We have not. We have not. Wow. We have pod grooming. We have. That's, we're not going to talk about that's it. That's news gun. Mentioned in passing that on last week's episode. That is absolutely news gun, right? We're not yeah. pogreaming. That I'm sure y'all have talked about by now. We are starting to head toward clearing up the period before TFA. Well, this is great to see them start to explore. I can't help but come back to my one real complaint about the sequel era that they don't explain in the movies what's going on in the galaxy. Yes, other material is out there that explains how things developed since Return of the Jedi, and Resistance is another one that will no doubt clear things up. However, it feels like this is just another instance of what I would deem important information given to the fans that I think would be better served in the movies to help general audiences understand what's going on. Um, I am going to stop there. Well, do you want me to read the whole thing, and then you can decide if it should stay in or not? Sure. Okay. Just because it's really long, but this is a really good email, so I'm going to read the rest of it. Uh, But maybe we should talk about that one point before we move on. I don't know. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, because I think he brings in other points 
after this. So I agree 100% with Jake Head Maniac, and not just because his name sounds like Jake Head Maniac. <laughs> not just because of that. And we won't make jokes about that. Isaac already did. That's right. <laughs> and I had to cut it out. And it got cut out. <laughs> so you can use your imagination. Well, let us review the joke. Much like <laughs> viewers of any Star Wars movie can use their imagination to guess what's happening in the galaxy. See, here's my take on this, and it's probably not the popular opinion. Have a take, don't suck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, we got to do a new RPG episode soon. I think it's fine because Star Wars is very different than anything else. Like, and, and we just got Infinity War, where if you don't go see 20 previously released movies. Yeah. Actually, I actually have an uncle who wants to go see Infinity War, and his daughter, my cousin, is trying to decide which movies he needs to see before going to see Infinity War. Yeah. And I've I've, I've given her a list, and I'm like, well, he also needs to see he needs to see you know Civil War, but Civil War won't make sense unless he watches Winter Soldier. But then you got to watch the first one because then Winter Soldier won't make sense. It is like you are reaching into my heart and pulling out the words that I had in there, but making them even more beautiful. Oh, thank you. But it's, I have felt the same like... exact way. Like Spider Man, like these new Spider Man movies, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like if this is uh, many people feel the best incarnation of Spider Man. But if you want to, like, show your kid who's never seen Spider-Man before, hey, you should watch Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, actually, you should watch Civil War because he's introduced in that. But actually, that's not going to make any sense unless you've seen the previous Avengers movies. But those will make sense (laughs) unless you've seen the Solo movie. So it becomes a weird thing where no Marvel movie can stand on its own. And so I think I see where you're going with this, which is is what's great about Star Wars is that people like my parents – can walk in and understand the movie completely even though they saw tfa once in theaters barely remember it mm-hmm. the movie will make sense to them right and and i think it's i think it's a better choice to leave all the little details and the little connections to people who really want to be invested in star wars because you know you can watch tfa and The Last Jedi, like you said, your parents can go watch it just fine and not need any more context. People, when when TFA came out, I remember people being confused about the First Order and Resistance and Republic connections, you know, wh- where everyone was. But but still, that movie makes sense because you don't need those little details. And I I kind of like it that way where we get all those little details in the in the other media for those who are interested. That's my take on it. I like it that way too. I can't really say more than that. I'm sorry, I said the it. Jasmine took it all. <laughs> wow. The men took all the words to say. <laughs> no. So I'm left to oh, no. sit here quietly. <laughs> but Isaac, you being a man, I'm sure you have things to say. Oh, I have so much more to say than the woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope that people know that we're kidding. They will once we know that we get once we get to the second part of this email. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I was thinking like that's eternally been the balance that like so many allies have tried to strike i just thought about like what perfectly we're doing balanced right now. as all things should be like thanos said in infinity war mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. more like the force in star wars i think thanos <laughs> time. <laughs> time will tell um because he has the stone <laughs> so as jake makes hand motion you just shattered my reality stone you just shattered my kidney stone. <laughs> well, good you're welcome <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, what was that? Okay, so that's kind of the balance that your people are always trying to strike because I thought about like a like a talk radio format, especially when you have like two hosts. Like the balance you're always trying to strike is kind of giving something to the people who come back every day, and also someone who's living listening for like 
one time while they're driving through town. Like, you, you need to entertain both sides. And I think Star Wars is really good at that because, like you said, I think anyone can walk in to, like, Force Awakens. Maybe not so much they can even, like, Christopher walk in. Yes. So much wordplay. <laughs> if they wanted to. Some people say, unlike Jake says Christopher Walken. Yep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think Star Wars, ever ever since A New Hope, this water, there's a leak in my water. <laughs> it's all over your pants. Good what God. is this? <laughs> I immediately forgot the WikiLeaks guy as soon as I was about to say it. Julian Assange. Benedict Cumberbatch himself. Did Joseph Gordon-Levitt play Julian Assange at any point? Probably. What if Julian Assange and the Edward Avengers? Snowden teamed up? In an Avengers type movie Edward with, jo- hands. with Benedict Cumberbatch and Joseph Gordon Levitt. I'd watch it. It would be like the RDJ Benedict Cumberbatch team up in Infinity War. In my exactly. head, uh, Assange and Snowden are the same person. Yeah. I don't think that's why I got confused. Is like my brain like got stuck in a like a fork in the road between those two names. I didn't know where to go. It's kind of like the uh, the Kazam like theory, like the the false memory that we all have. It's like the Shazam theory. The- it's like Levi. But I think ever since A New Hope came out, after all that got cut out, um, I think, I really think the ship kind of sailed on being able to go into a Star Wars movie with zero knowledge of anything previous. I think people are fine with Star Wars as it is because it's there's such a large cultural awareness because it's it's well documented that it's really hard to find somebody like on the street who doesn't have a, who couldn't tell you five things about Star Wars or who they, we all know Everyone knows, everyone knows Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like that, yeah. even if you've never seen Star Wars movies, if you're an adult, someone you already know that. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like it's woven into the tapestry of like Western culture as much as like the country you're. You, I mean, it's like history class, like <laughs> but for pop culture. I mean, everyone knows about the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's just something we all know. Mm-hmm. And so there was only <laughs> one movie we had where it was kind of like. You can just show it to somebody like who came out from a bunker, and they'll be fine when they go back. After they were injured while watching A New Hope, my words aren't making sense right yeah. now. But no, like the Brendan Fraser situation. Yeah, it's a real BF. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real BFS. BF sitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the like not-so-great sequels to Lilo and Stitch. They did a few yeah. of that one. <laughs> BF sitch was not very good. I'm going to read the second paragraph to this email. And, and Jasmine's going to talk about it. Good. You are not. I know oh, you're okay. not going to talk about this one. But we'll save the third one for a future or past episode. Okay. We X-Men don't know. style. Yep. Days of future past. We are. Pods of future past. I love being in person. It's making me very it's happy. It's so much fun. Okay. Days of future past. So this is a spicy one. <laughs> And uh, so I hope you I don't brought your jalapenos. Hey, so. call Didi Auto because the sauce is about to get too spicy. <laughs> that, now we've tied it in. <laughs> jalapeno <laughs> sauce? Is that what you say? Jala- What's a jalapeno <laughs> sauce? What's jalapeno sauce? <laughs> I want you to know that my, like, 15 years ago, as a child, I said the phrase salad sauce instead of salad dressing. And my family still, oh any time we have salad, oh brings God. it up. Anytime we have salad, my family says, do you need the salad sauce? Here? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing I've ever heard so, a kid say. Salad sauce. But it's, but it's. Why is it not sauce? I don't know, but I'm about to I'm about to tear up. That's making me laugh so hard. Salad and, sauce. And we, as like bed music, you can play. And uh, you know what? As actual bed music, you can play Justin Timberlake's "Sauce" from his new album "Man in the Woods." I'd love to. He didn't. We're seeing him in concert Monday. Now, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the email. You're gonna go to Cabela's first. So you can dress like him. <laughs> 
One of my favorite tweets I've seen is that only Justin Timberlake could form an entire album based off of buying a new shirt. <laughs> um, do y'all think that the decisions to leave out the political developments of the galaxy is still justified? Is it unfair to criticize Luke and film? Luke, Luke and film. <laughs> Luke, Luke and, and film. film. I stand by that. Rank and file. Luke and for film. Tra- <laughs> for trying to play it safe at first with this fan base, seeing as how whiny they are. Oh. Boy, Jake and Maniac like aiming for the jugular. Mm-hmm. I almost said juggernaut, but I didn't. Salad <laughs> sauce. Is it good that they are starting to get bolder with their movies and push out these haters? Or will this fan base always be so toxic as to dictate important storytelling? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Am I overly simplifying the issue and no. or am I missing something? Probably, but I am just frustrated by this new era of movies. Has been so tainted by the prequels hate and fan whininess. Love to hear y'all's thoughts on this. This is a good one. Why? This should probably just be... It's an episode, all this pogroming that we're doing. I know, I told you it was a good, a good email. What if this turns out to be an episode? What if we get done talking, we're like, hey, we just did a Seacrest secret out, episode. And then we look over and there's like one hour exactly. Okay. Wouldn't that not be the answer to every prayer is. you prayed in the last three months? Yep, I mean, if I'm just going over all the prayers I've prayed in the last three months. Yep, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as host of this episode, uh, Riley. Oh, that's me. Um... I thought we were going to let Jasmine talk first yeah. specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said I wasn't allowed to talk on this. Session, no, so what? So. So no, I said you are, wouldn't like to. No. What are your thoughts? Like, are, Thanks for telling me what I like. Are they, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that they are playing it safe based off of prequel hate, but based on The Last Jedi hate, which is hated for a different reason, are people just always going to find something to hate and they're just going to People are always going to find something to hate. That's just what people do. <laughs> I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But do I think they're playing it safe because of the fan base? I do. You do? Absolutely. I'll tell you the biggest thing I think they're playing it safe with. Prequel-wise, you mean? Mm, no, I'm you saying think they're playing it safe in, in political, general? any kind of oh, politics. Okay. This isn't even politics. Mm-hmm. I think is romance in the sequel trilogy. Okay. I think the reason, and we've talked about this before, there's such platonic romances in all of this new media, in, even including Kanan and Hera, which they wouldn't even admit that they were love interests until like the mm-hmm. last two episodes they were even in. They feel like, oh, if we have another like straightforward bread and butter, mm. that's too simple. Star Wars has never been about romance. For no, it all. really hasn't. Because it's got Except bad romances attack, in it. Yeah, it's, and, it's and never done romance. Relationships. Yeah. Like, it's we all, I, I, and I'm going to say a hot take right now, which is I think that Han and Leia is as beloved as it is because of I love you, I know. Not because <laughs> yeah. of anything that happens in the movie up until that point. Like, Han is kind of a creep. The mm-hmm. dialogue is kind of weird between them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Anakin and Padme's romance is awkward, and it never even has a moment like that that like solidifies like, it into classic material. Han and Leia's romance, like, remember like watching Making, I was like, it was deliberately like the old Hollywood, like, Yes, like, like 1940s kind of like quippy, uh, almost noirish yeah. dialogue. Do, do you guys remember seeing anybody shocked at the fact that Han and Leia weren't together in The Force Awakens? Like, no, like right, no yeah. one was shocked that they weren't yeah. still together because it's just that's kind of the relationship they always had. That they true, yeah. That they it it seemed like a really intense three year fling. For those two, yeah. Even, even though in Legends they ended up having kids and being married forever, and it was and it was fine. If you just look at the movies, they don't really have a sustainable relationship. 
I would say to get back to the initial question that the reason why J.J. Abrams didn't get into the politics of the sequel era, and by the way, J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan, is because they didn't care about that. Yeah. I legitimately just think as filmmakers, they both are so interested in character. Going back to, like, <laughs> promise I'm not plugging, <laughs> but me and my wife just watched The Pilot of Lost, which J.J. Abrams directed. Like, J.J.'s always been known for, like, I'm going to really get into these characters. That's why the Star Trek reboot was successful. That's why Lost was successful. That's why Alias was successful. It's because he really digs into that. And that's why The Force Awakens was successful. He's like, I am going to make sure that this sequel is built on characters that people care about. And then they can get into whatever kind of stuff they want to. Mm-hmm. Mr. Isaac Rexheiner, would you like to comment? Thank you. Um, I was just thinking, like, I think I heard of what I agree with sometimes. Like, the one big criticism of TFA is that it cut really close to the bone in terms of editing. And yeah. I think they actually may have not edited enough. Especially, I think specifically showing us Hosnian Prime even for a second. I think, because remember A New Hope. Like, you see, because Tarkin has the line about we've gotten rid of the Senate, and our regional gover- governors are, control, are in control. And so that little yeah. bit of dialogue that Tarkin has kind of explains the political situation. And then you see Alderaan get blown up, and like you don't get to see anything of that. So I think if you had the same scene on Starkiller Base where they blow up all the same planets, but you never see them specifically go to any of these planets, and you had just like offhandedly someone from the First Order, be it Hux or Kylo or somebody, or like an old... If you had like Captain Kennedy... Like, just some old guy, like, he probably knows what's going on because he's old. Have him explain kind of the political situation. So I'm like, we did it, General Hux. We blew up every single planet, including the (laughs) capital of the Republic. I think that could have done a little bit. Hux is a Mary Sue. Yeah. (laughs) But I think if you'd done something like that, you could have kind of, I think you you, you showed us just a a sliver. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. What's the political situation? I don't think it would have come into our minds, really, if you had shown us even less. I, my opinion on... The reason why anybody is complaining about, like, the lack of politics in the sequels is, first of all, just because of our knowledge of the prequels, which delved so far into that realm. There was almost nothing in the originals about politics. I I hear some people who are defensive of the prequels try to say, people didn't like the political stuff in the original trilogy. Like, there was, like, five total lines of anything even referencing like the current state of politics. So I think people care because the prequels, whether they like them or not, trained them to care. I think the main thing is that the language of empire versus rebellion is those words just make sense immediately. You understand, oh, empire, big empire, ruling over everything, rebellion, they're rebelling against the empire. When you say first order and resistance, it's like, huh? Yeah. And then you also introduce the fact that there's a new republic, but that that thing is separate from the resistance, but maybe they fund it. That's like a more heady concept, and that's why they had to jump through so many hoops in Bloodlines and Aftermath to justify why the resistance is even a thing and not mm-hmm. just the new republic army. Yeah, I think and that re- made for some great stories, but I think it is literally just like the language of that. It might have been better if they just called it. Empire and Rebellion. And host of the episode, <laughs> Riley, I see a hand. I I think this is going along really well with the first point of his of his email that I'm happy keeping those things in books because I would I totally read the heck out of a, you know, 
political intrigue spy drama Star Wars book, oh, absolutely man. I would. That would be great. But there, it, that doesn't fit in what they're trying to do with this new trilogy. There might be a TV show or a movie about something like that in the future, but if you're doing a main trilogy where you're following, like you said, these characters that were established that everybody likes, it's probably, for me personally, it's good to keep all the political stuff out of that and just focus on these characters we like and what they're doing. I would say, too, like along those lines, there's been so much debate, like the main debate of these sequels and like speculation we've had and uh, discussion we've had is character based. It's all based on what is this character going to do? Uh, what is this, How is this character going to react to this thing? Are these two characters going to end up together as romantic interests? As opposed to the prequels and the speculation surrounding that was like, how logistically is the Clone Wars going to take place? And how, from a plot standpoint, is Anakin going to lose his limbs? Like, it, we're, this is why I'm so frustrated by people who dwell on plot points and plot based storytelling. You know, people confuse plot with story, mm-hmm. and they're very different things. You can have a story and not necessarily have a plot. It's, I know that, I don't want to say, like, if you didn't like The Last Jedi, it's because you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think there's plenty of reasons why you could dislike it. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if you're just looking at it through the lens of, hey, the plot is all over the place Can't and nothing fit and it doesn't fit the, logistically and my the, this graph that i made pinpointing all the events of the plot it, nothing happened if i were in this bite. situation this is what i would do right <laughs> it it completely negates what this sequel trilogy is trying to do which is centered around human characters making only humans, decisions no mistake, aliens. Yeah. and also only human, <laughs> only human characters yes only humans exclusively we've talked about it on the show and the decisions that they make. And I'm going to say that I really like that just in how it relates to all the other trilogies because original trilogy, probably the perfect balance of character and like fantastical world building. Prequels are really great at zooming out and looking at what is like the macro view of Star Wars. Jimmy, macro view. There you go. Of Star Wars. <laughs> Simpatico. And then I really love this, what the sequel trilogy is doing, which is zooming really back in, like, what was the <laughs> Star Wars aftermath? <laughs> hashtag Chuck Wendig. Of, is or that a hashtag? hashtag? <laughs> He's been trending all day. <laughs> um, of, like, the events of those two trilogies and just, like, zooming in on, like, the descendants of these characters. It's It doesn't care about the political fallout. It cares about the human beings. Oh. Which I really like. And now we got a hand from Jasmine. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I think when it comes down to it, I'd rather have the extra content filling in the little details of the galaxy and the political standpoint and all that stuff. You know, coming out in extra canon and books and stuff. Rather than having to fill in my character, my characters with extra details. So where the prequels did that. They had to, you know, actually make Anakin and Ahsoka mm. and Obi-Wan better characters with Clone Wars. The sequels 
are just filling in the rest of the galaxy, and I think I like that a lot. Better. That's an awesome yes. point because yeah. what you hear, like number one thing, is Anakin's arc makes total sense when you watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but what you hear with the sequel trilogy is actually the resistance and first order thing makes perfect sense after you really like read bloodlines. No one's complaining. Well, people are complaining about Ray and Poe and Finn, but usually not for but usually, awesome but not yeah, <laughs> usually because you know they think Ray's just too powerful. But like they are, they are, they feel like real characters yeah. who, despite what people think, have real flaws and make bad decisions, and we, and we know them. We both want to talk at the same time. What are we gonna do? I like this. I like this new thing of us letting each other speak. Can we keep doing this forever? Well, think about it, Isaac. What do you have to say first? Well, I'm gonna. Interesting in what you frame that. It's confusing me certainly. Um, but I think that it kind of this all ties into his original statement of where is the line of what the audience is expected to know going in, and I think that's especially the Force Awakens the way this new trilogy was framed where the audience is so trained to understand and even a three to three or four year old can understand that the guys in black who are killing nice people are the bad guys <laughs> and the people in earth tones who are more <laughs> precocious and I'm like, concerned about well meaning <laughs> sentence and sentiment but go on <laughs> No, Star Wars, is, I know what you're saying. It's always been visual. No, no, no. Yeah, I, and like, it's still very easy to I tell. I guess what I'm concerned about bad. is the just like ingrained cultural thing of the color black means bad. But well. that's that's <laughs> probably a concept too heady to just tackle with Star Wars. <laughs> yes, but for the purpose of it on Isaac. Of what I'm saying, you have a way of talking right now that's like <laughs> blowing my brain, buddy. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But, but yeah, I mean, I think the. We the audience has been trusted with the knowledge of who's good and who's bad, and like you said, we're getting more into the characters, especially with someone like Kylo Ren, who like we're told he's the bad guy, but the interesting thing about him is learning how he became the bad guy or why he's so interested in being evil, not just like he's evil. And, and that's where I think the sequel trilogy has done a nice job of like keeping some of like the serialized Flash Gordon elements that Star Wars has always been known for. But I think that Kylo Ren kind of goes away from that because instead of just like some guy trolling his mustache, like <laughs> just trying to kill the damsel in distress because that's what a bad guy does, like Kylo Ren has a deeper reason for why he's doing it. And we don't know that yet. We'll know it in maybe a year and a half or, or through novels or whatever. But yeah, it's kind of allowing us to expand on characters, both good and bad. If, if I, this is real quick. If I had to pick one thing out of the sequels that I think I like the most is what you said there, that they gave the bad guy a reason why he's bad without giving him an excuse why he's bad, which, mm -hmm. I, which I really love about these movies. Yeah. Because they say he's bad, but they don't excuse it. Yeah. Uh, people do, but the movies don't. <laughs> that, yeah, that's key. <laughs> oh, and, and here's the thing. like, What is great about Star Wars is that the trilogies, which let's remind everyone, we only have two movies of this new trilogy. Mm. Um, the the trilogies differentiate themselves in important ways. For as much as people want to say that the Force Awakens is too similar to A New Hope, and that the TLJ is too different from anything before <laughs> ever in any movie, and what it makes the trilogies different is that. The sequel trilogy is like firmly focused on being a character study of all of its leads. And I don't think you could say that that was the case of the original trilogy. The characters are memorable because the movies 
are memorable because they were incredibly well-made films. And they and, happen to get people like Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a big They part captured of it. lightning in a bottle and got these right. like amazing performances, which I would say that the sequel trilogy did with getting yes, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega. Yeah, I agree. Who are relatively unknown. Now, um, because the complaints that you hear about the sequel trilogy are often to me like so narrow-minded and kind of vapid like, Rose was a completely pointless character or Poe wouldn't have acted like that based off of the 12 minutes of screen time he had in the force <laughs> right. awakens. Um, whereas you could go throughout the original trilogy, delete like, like right click on Chewbacca and just delete him from the movies. And you could, he'd be, could be gone. He didn't do anything in those movies. Right. Technically. Yeah. But we, do we love Chewbacca? Has he become a beloved character? Of course. Beloved? <laughs> you know, there's some debate on that. Some fan debate. <laughs> Hashtag Chuck Wendig. I don't know. Now, <laughs> um, I just want him to be trending now. T- tweet at us. Hashtag Chuck Wendig peanut butter. <laughs> That's right. And I want him to see it and not understand, <laughs> not understand what why. is going. Um, I mean, I'll, nope. Not even going to say it. Now, uh, so I think that's kind of how I feel. The, the only other thing I would say is, have you ever heard anybody who is not a Star Wars fan come out of The Force Awakens and say, I did not understand what was happening with who the good guys are and the bad guys? No. Star Wars like, fans like it. Like Isaac. I mean, non-Star Wars fans. Yeah. Like yeah. Isaac was saying, like general audience, just through the iconography that they're using in the movies, it is so clear what is happening, who are the good guys, bad guys, and why. That there's no question from a general audience standpoint what's going on. It's only through like fan minutia that anybody is like, how could this be based on this, which happened in XXBBY8? By Coldplay. (laughs) (laughs) XXBBY8. XXBB8 by Coldplay. (laughs) You know, honestly, the hardest part was letting go and not taking part. Riley? (laughs) Great. (laughs) And Star Wars fans. Don't want to admit this, but we make up a very small percentage of people who actually go pay money to see. Like, Star Wars did not make a billion dollars because of the crazy fans who go out and read books. We're a small percentage of people who go, like, everyone goes to see Star Wars movies when they come out. And they have to keep appealing to everybody and not to the super fans who read all the books and the comics and play the games and things like that. We're, we, I bet if we got had the numbers. Those of us who like Star Wars enough to do a podcast make up a very small percentage of people who pay money to go see Star Wars in if, movie theaters. I, I, and I think that's something that's easy to lose sight of. The pe- like, I would honestly guess this is like big hot take with absolutely zero data behind it. So we should contact Collider and see if we can join their <laughs> team. But <laughs> I think that honestly, like 98% of Star Wars fans who like would call themselves Star Wars fans have never read a Star Wars book. Oh, in their entire yeah. Lives, I, right. Does, I that, right. does that I sound true? Right. I bet you're right. Like maybe now, not 98, but Star like Wars, a high percentage. Star Wars is so big that that like 2% of Star Wars fans who read Star Wars books is going to make so much money for them that it's worth it for them. Yeah. But if you... I don't think you can honestly say that you look at The Force Awakens and are, like, confused at what's happening. I think one of the strengths of The Force Awakens was that I thought it was the most straightforward Star Wars movie probably since A New Hope. Yeah. I think that's why it was such a great initial experience because it was just, like, a shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say you didn't have to think about, but it was presented in such, like, a 
the narrative structure was just so comfortable. It was like putting on a comfy pair of pants and snapping your fingers along the aftermath. It's like a movie Hashtag that Chuck Wendig. It felt, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a classic immediately. Like a lot of people say instant classic, but that's a movie you saw it and you felt like people are going to be watching this a long time from now. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. We'll find out, I think, when episode nine comes out, how how much the fans, in uh-huh. air quotes, really contribute to Star Wars making money because I <laughs> yeah. Solo Solo is obviously going to make way less money than anything that's come out so far, is my guess. Maybe more than Rogue One, but I doubt it. I have a feeling Solo is not going to make very much money. I think so, too. But <laughs> Episode Nine, I feel like, is still going to make a bunch of money even after all these fans and again in air quotes say they're gonna like boycott star wars and not and watch it anymore and it's also, just like it's still gonna make money do you, you guys think, aren't that big yeah do you think that even a lot of people even know about the last jedi backlash because i feel like especially no. with my no. wife <laughs> i think my wife only knows that there was a backlash because i told her about it i think like there's the star wars twitter section and if you're mm-hmm. not on like that star wars section of twitter i you think probably people don't literally know. forget that like that is not the entire real earth that we live on. Like, yeah. We all exist. Yeah, what's up, Jason? I made a casual comment about this when we went to go see Infinity War, and I had just, like, all ten people in the theater just stare at me and be like, what the heck is Casual comment about, about? about the controversy? Yeah, about oh. the Last Jedi controversy and, like, I don't know. How and they didn't realize People were like, what are you people talking about? People were just like, what the heck are you talking about? No one's talking about that. <laughs> like, like, oh, right. <laughs> I love is, Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> we're like part of this, obviously, because yeah. we're in the Star Wars podcast community. Yeah. But people are well, like, are we? Well, actually, <laughs> the Star Wars community may or may no. not have taken more what? pod grooming. We are now. We made it on that oh, list. We are on the, guys, we are in the top 101 Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yes. So we snuck in. They there. built just, a branch just for us. Yeah. A teeny, teeny little branch. I'm gonna take our. Uh, our we're gonna take our socks off. So you can kiss our feet because we are right there, <laughs> which is obviously in tradition. What you do when someone obviously. makes the top 100 list of anything? Obviously. Or top 101. Mm-hmm. I honestly kiss every Dalmatian's feet that I see because they're in 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> now. I think that the Star Wars fandom, and I say this as a member of it, is up its own butt yeah. and has lost such perspective on actual real human beings that... End of story. Oh, yeah. Actually, there's no <laughs> need it. to add That's anything. That's it. Yeah. That what? That they don't know what's going on. Yeah. That, yeah. I, honestly, if you talk to just... I wonder if part of this is because a lot of people who are prominent in the fandom have gotten to a point... Where they don't have to like work an actual job. I say, that, I mean, mm. I understand that. Yeah, if you podcast all the time, I guess it's an actual job, but not, yeah, but, re- but not, not like you're not. Yeah. The only job like a is construction a, a blue collar construction worker who lives in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So like ninety, f- like <laughs> I don't hey, qualify. The ninety nine percent of just like real people in America uh, don't yeah. know about. They don't have time to care about right. last Jedi backlash. Yeah, they have to worry about like feeding their families <laughs> and living their life. I don't give a crap about that. So that's kind of how I feel about it. This is a thing for such a tiny... That's why I kind of roll my eyes when I see an entire panel at Star Wars Celebration dedicated to like positivity and Star Wars fandom where I was like, I mean, it is an issue within this tiny .111... Yeah, that's not how percentage. Let me try again. Point oh 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 one percent of like human beings that exist. Like it is an issue, mm-hmm. but just like in the on a global scale, this is like such a tiny thing. Bottom line, people should just go to movies and enjoy watching movies. That's my that's my opinion. Go watch yeah. movies and like it. I, I think like we were talking before, like Star Wars Twitter. I think you can add like any noun in front of Twitter, 
is usually <laughs> not the best thing because I, I think anything you're willing to not only like like lurk about on Twitter or Reddit or YouTube or anything, if you're willing to engage in that, like that's such a small thing. Like even I don't like engage on Twitter like more than once or twice a month, if at all. I mean, it's it's a, the the amount of because you, I think of like the the Twitter spheres that I'm part of, like, I don't know, college football, Star Wars, NBA, you see the same 10 <laughs> names pop up over and over. Even amongst, like, the regular Joes, like, you see, like, people, like, I, I've seen, like, names, I'm like, wow, like, I remember you from, like, Star Wars Twitter, and I think, honestly, Twitter's just kind of a very small thing, too, because I see people on, from Star Wars Twitter on other Twitter things, I'm like, I didn't know you were here, too. <laughs> fandom is toxic no matter what it is. Like, any fandom Period. is yep. toxic. It's just where we happen to be in the Star Wars once we see the toxicity there. But like, have you ever been to like a football game? Like, you can't get more toxic than football fans who like throw bottles at fans of other teams. Like every yeah, every human is terrible, and we're all okay. bad. And 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 what you're doing is you are saying that both sides are bad. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm and, saying. And you know, Kylo Ren has some really good points. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's all a machine, man. And maybe the Empire didn't really do anything wrong, is what Riley Bowman is saying. I'm saying toxicity. Is, no, toxicity is bad by yeah. System of a Down, but also toxicity <laughs> is no. That's and also by the way, System of a Down is bad. <laughs> Toxicity is bad, and every human is toxic, and we all suck. But the, to the song Toxic by Britney Spears is good. That is a good <laughs> song, actually. I like it. Is that music Isaac video she was on an airplane? Just leave it in. Okay. Yeah, she was in. Why wouldn't she be doing something talking? Why do music videos... <laughs> Why isn't she not, doing talking? Not, Why isn't she doing something talking? <laughs> Why don't they address the subject of the song in the video? Have you ever thought about that? Like she should be drinking poison or something? Yes. Okay. She's not. I knew where you were Do you going. not remember the video? Because she literally is in many different environments, not just an airport. No, I'm pretty sure it was just an airport, buddy. Next episode. I watch here's toxic. <laughs> I watched the American. Grandma toxic. Grandma toxic. There it is. This Play has the been clip. the episode, by the way. This is There's it. a blit. We kind of just did an episode, right? Is there anything else to talk about? I want to <laughs> Chelsea says no, so I guess not. Hashtag peanut butter gallery is added again. Hashtag Chuck Wendig peanut butter. If I wish that we had any kind of listener base so that that could actually get his attention, he'd be like, "What is happening?" I know. I really think that if we, I'm, I feel like my my brain's fixated on the business card idea. Sure. Of just putting it everywhere. Putting like a I, business card everywhere. Well, like there. Why every, would anybody have business cards if they didn't work? Every restaurant has a bulletin board. You just put stuff on. If we were in every bulletin board in Columbus, eventually someone's gonna be like, "Can I?" I saw this at the tell you something. I if at. I go to a restaurant and there's not a bulletin board, I I hang one up. Do you need like a? I have so much cork. You in hang my what up? So much cork. I, a, a, a cork board. You have cork from Deep Space Nine in your trunk at all times. Oh yeah, God. I have cork with a Q. I have Q from James Bond, and I have just plain old cork. And you have Q from Star yeah, Trek. I was gonna say Q from Star Trek. My favorite Q. <laughs> I have Q the line from England. I have Cuba Gooding Jr. I have Qbert, the video game character. I have Q tips. What's the legality of just like mailing advertisements for Grandma talking to everybody in the country? <laughs> to everyone in the country? Yeah. I mean, how many people could there be? It'd be very 10? like it would be expensive, but are you allowed to each? just like advertise in the mail? Advertise, advertise, advertise. Grandma talking podcast. <laughs> What if we put like real estate, like like front lawn signs, just in unwitting people's front lawns? Is that legal? My lord, is that legal? <laughs> oh, that's and the show. were those Asians racist? Yes, <laughs> I was say it was Asian Asians raisins. What? 
<laughs> and were those Nemoidians raisins? The fact that you call them Asians and not Nemoidians, yes, I'm going to say and they're the fact racist. that they weren't played by Asians, yep. Little <laughs> trivia for Grand Moff Talking listeners. We had a whole discussion when we did Phantom Menace about race with the Nemoidians and Jar Jar Binks that we cut out. We cut them out. I wonder if you still have it somewhere on your computer that we could just release as an episode. Probably not. Yeah. I think I had to clear up space, but who knows? Might be knows? there somewhere. Who knows? I got a peek and we stop. Yeah, okay, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you, Jake. Kid. What was this episode? Or you, you were not finished saying the, your word. No. You know what's funny? Like, Riley, <laughs> we introduced this episode as, like, hey, Isaac's the host because he's got a book this week. Oh, I totally did. What are we going to do? Uh, we're going to leave it I in. <laughs> we're going to leave it in. Here's like leave it in. There's a little preview for something we'll either have already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Or an episode that is coming up where Jake oh. or where Isaac reads a book. It feels like we haven't even actually been doing the show I know. the last like month because I know. this is what the show is. I need this you to find a Ron Howard is. clip of like it wasn't or it was I like can, depending sure on I what can. happens. But it wasn't where it was. <laughs> <laughs> can we get him on the show to just record a bunch of lines like that for us? That'd be great. I mean, all the Star Wars show had to do is pay him a ton of money. That's all they had to do. I mean, all Lucas wanted to do was pay him like millions of millions of dollars to direct that movie. Can we get him to direct our podcast? If we started a crowdfund, if we send him business cards, go crowdfund yes. in a bulletin board <laughs> and stick a, a sign in send, his yard. If we sent him a bulletin board with <laughs> like covered front to back with our business cards on it, how could you not go on the show? Should we just like we should litter it to with like real estates and like mega churches just to? And I'm going to say that sentence. any envelope that contains that many tax isn't going to make it through the mail. But we don't know. You never know until you try. Hey, Attack of the Clones was a movie, and it made millions of dollars. And I, I'm assuming that people sent a copy of that to their friends at some point in time. Was that By movie mail? just about one tack attack? Yeah, of the clones. attack. They had to of share one clone. They had to <laughs> no. They had to share one tack because they only one had one of the, the weaker okay. Clone Wars episodes was you know just like the team of clones being like, well, I want to attack so they go the bowling ball. Fan edit of Attack of the Clones. Credits roll. <laughs> Space fade down to Camino. A single clone on that dock where Django Fett had a ship. Superimposed. And he's just like, he's sitting, sitting like over like the thing. Like he has one leg dangling over the uh, the thing. And he's just like holding a tack. We all know what you're saying when you're saying the thing. We all understand. He like, he he pokes the the tack on his tongue. He's like, still shop. He flicks it over the edge. Great Australian accent. Turns around and. (laughs) (laughs) Why did this go there? Why? I went out to cut it because that was horrible. I don't know why I chose Wait, that. was that an attic of the clones? That fan edit you saw? That? <laughs> it was. Follow the show on, my on, CD. on Twitter at Grandmoff Talking. <laughs> oh no. Follow Isaac on Been Twitter. Far too long because we made Isaac funny laugh. <laughs> You can find go go follow Grandma at Grandma Talking, and you can find the rest of us there. Uh, email us like like Jake Head did, uh, because Jake we might Head. We should say is his name, Jake, not Jake Head. Like, <laughs> like Jay and the shoe brand Keds. Here's the thing: yes, if that's you, actually true. If you email us, we won't read it for about five months, and but then, then and then you can send another email complaining, and we'll do a whole Which episode is about it. <laughs> yep. Which is ironic, considering how lippy ironic. we get about not getting emails. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the second we get one, we're all the visitors. That's, it. that's what he said in the email. Every time we complain about not getting an email, he gets more irritated. So here we go. Here's an episode about your email. Hey, Jake Ed Maniac, you're freaking welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
Uh, this has been delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, App. the Jake App. <laughs> uh, Download the Jake App on the iTunes What are you next, store. Jasmine? Jasmine? I talk twice because I have a migraine. Oh, the... I'm sorry. And <laughs> Isaac. I was supposed to be the lone speaker on this episode. I'm Quick sorry. plug for the JCAP. If you just type in your name, it will give you titles of your potential autobiography. Is this a real app? You should make this app. Yep. Already okay. made it. Great. All right. Um, bye. I thought we'd get any kind of reaction. I did not. Sam a young Sam Witwer. You know who that looks like is the the guy from Fringe. Yes, Joshua Jackson. That's yes. it's pronounced Friends. That's that's a very good joke. I got to read you guys a crazy email I got. I get emails all the time because apparently there's some pastor in, like, Montana named Riley Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, so I get crazy emails all the time. From all of his wives. From all of his wives. And just all, all, always about, you know, different bishops that are coming in town and things like that. It's crazy. But here's here's a special one I got from AOL.com, whoever that is. This coming Sunday is Fast Sunday. I would like to invite you to take some time and think about a couple things and share your thoughts during our Sunday Relief Society Council, if you so choose. Here's the first thing we need to talk about. We have a new prophet. <laughs> what are your thoughts? How do you feel about the transition? What do you know about our new prophet? Do you have a testimony of Christ's church on the earth given a new prophet by revelation? Do you have, do you have questions? Should we be reading this in the show? This sounds like an SNL host, like, we have a great prophet tonight! This is, uh, let's do this for the Parker Maker. On, on, Apprentice. Yeah, apparently. This is good one. I've seen a person named Ted talk one time. My father. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I was going to say, I don't actually know if I have, but I have heard your father talk. That'd be a clever gimmick if we brought your dad on and had, like, a Ted Talk segment. Okay, that would be a clever gimmick. He's home today. We could do that. It's his birthday, too. He was born the day Mexico gained its independence. What? Is that true, Corby? Well, probably not the same year, but he was born on May 5th. Oh, okay. I don't that know. seems like it was probably a long it was time probably ago. A long, I'm not sure, but it was probably a long time ago. Is your dad a conquistador? <laughs> the old <See>. Span Am. It's <laughs> my favorite airline. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, restaurant that only serves spam in the morning. <laughs> I missed being in person. Oh, boy. Okay. Something about the eye contact. It really, uh, it really yeah, helps. Yeah. Was it? Probably. I heard like a- yeah. Excuse me. Is, it, is it genetic? I, I think it must be a Rex Sider thing. I always think she's faking, but I've heard you sneeze too, and it's very You similar. have a hilarious yeah, okay. sneeze. I, Please do, like do it right him. now. It was a, I'm did not you sneezing. Learn, did you learn to get a cat? Let me, Why grab aren't a, you sneezing? let me grab a cat real quick. Why haven't you just rub it on his face? <laughs> Sneezed on you. Did you learn nothing from the episode of Community where Donald Glover doesn't 
know how to sneeze like a man? <laughs> that's right. That's that's my favorite Chevy bit on the whole show. That's a really funny one. Is yeah. him teaching him how to sneeze. <laughs> it's really funny. It's good.